Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. Introducing the s Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at s Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at s Podcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are, are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for a podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. Okay, it's Tuesday. It's another Tuesday with Weissman and Oz. I'm Errol. And I'm Steven. And this is the first time we're actually doing the show from different locations, so forgive any technical issues that may occur throughout the next hour. Steven, how you doing, buddy? You hear me okay? Yeah, I'm pretty good. How about how about you? Uh, you hear me? We had a, an interesting yeah. weekend. Uh, a, a good Mets win last night, huh? Yeah, and we'll start with that today. we got a lot to get into. Uh, the Mets, Kaepernick, what we saw from the Jets and the Giants last weekend. And uh, Victor Cruz playing 29 snaps, which I'm sure makes my partner very happy. Uh, before oh, yeah. we get into... You missed one thing, Well, is that Steve? You missed one thing. How about uh, the week, the consecutive uh, weeks of Gary Sanchez winning uh, Rookie of the Week? You know, no MLB player has ever done that before. So I, I figured that's something we should mention. Well, of course. But before we get into uh, anything... I would like to apologize to you. Um, I don't do this often, especially not with you, but I'd like to admit to you that I was wrong about something. What is that? You were right that Jose Reyes would make an impact on this team, and he has very much in so many different ways. You know, he's um, such a nice player. You know, he wants to get on base. He wants to be that that guy to... Get the run. He'll do anything he can. He'll steal a base. He'll, he'll he, a base hit. Look what look what happened last night. I mean, you know, you see him hit the ball over the right field. Etro misplayed it a little bit, and he just busted out the second base. And of all things, he scores on a wild pitch. I mean, this guy has just had such an impact on this team. And like I said, I, I really had I really had high hopes that when the Mets brought him in. This is what we'd see from him, and you know what? You can argue that since the trade deadline, Jose Reyes has been that guy to bring them close to the second wild card, which they are the only two and a half games back. Well, he's been a pleasant surprise, no doubt. I mean, the fact that he, he has played third base pretty well for a guy who hasn't played that. He's only played really one position his whole entire career aside from second base a little bit. But he's he's done well defensively. He's done well being a spark plug for this team, hitting a leadoff, which really for the last two years is something they've been looking for. And I, you know what? 
You're right. He has been a pleasant surprise, and he's better at third base than I originally gave him credit for. You know, we talk about Sandy Alderson really needing a. You know how I really get on Sandy Alderson for not having a backup at third base uh, for David Wright because you know how many uh, games he would play, but. Maybe Reyes is that option to play backup for third base. Where you don't know David Wright's uh, future. You don't know how many he's going to play next year. So Jose Reyes going to be that guy. You know, you have Ezra Cabrera, who also, he's been unbelievable. He's been very good for this team. And, you know, they missed him in the lineup yesterday. I know he pinched head and struck out. But Cabrera's been very underrated. He's had a great season. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, you see, you know, Walker continue with the back problem, which scares you a little bit. And then you get into the man of the game, the man of the inning, you know, and it's that sort of And we see how electrifying he is, and we see how much he means to this team. And then it, the thought is always in the back of your mind, what would life be without him, which is something we do have to talk about. Yeah, and, you know, he did insist that he wasn't going to opt out of his, um, what what is it, his opt-out, uh, his player opt-out after the end of the year. Well, he, he, he said he would honor that. all players that time. But here's the thing. I think Sandy Alderson needs to give him an, an, another extension, another three-year extension, because given his age, he's not even old. Like, and given his injury, you know, you're not gonna. This is the impact player the Mets need. You know, they haven't had someone like this since Carlos Beltran. I can't think of any. Well, you know what the thing is with Beltran. I just I feel like pitchers never feared him. I feel like the last player that the Mets had that they that pitchers actually feared was probably Mike Piazza. It's just that intimidating, just just intimidating as soon as he comes up to the plate. Pitchers fear Cespedes. And you saw why last night, and you you've seen why over the last two you know, season and a half that he's been with the Mets. And this is a game. Last night was a game that Cespedes won. They don't win that game without Cespedes. You know, he's a, he, he's here to hit home runs and have clutch at bats like that. You know, that and that was a game the Mets needed to win. This is a series the Mets need to win and take over, take three out of four. You know what? I'll be very happy with that. I'll be even happier with a sweep. But it's the second place Marlins, the team that's right ahead of you. You're trying to get in front of for that second wild card spot. And that win is very important. As the Cardinals won last night, as the Pirates won last night. Um, and you know what? It's a big step ahead. You know, this series is huge. Yeah, and you know what? You said it before, and you could say the same for the Yankees, who we'll get into later. You said, you know, you'll be happy with three out of four. Don't you just feel like the Mets kind of have to win every game, though, because they have so many teams? I mean, you have, I mean, now you're tied with the Marlins, but you still have two teams in front of you. I mean, it's not as many as the Yankees, who have four or five teams in front of them, but you just feel the need to win every single game, especially the, the two teams in front of you. You don't play again for the rest of the season. Well, yeah, but look who's pitching. I mean... Seth Lugo, he's been unbelievable. I mean, he had a great start last part. Um, he's on the mound tonight. Uh, I'm not sure against who. Uh, I'll look that up. Oh, Tom Kohler. Tony Brooke alum. Tom Kohler. 
well, not a Stony Brook alum. Um, so, you know, I think tomorrow, when? Tomorrow is, who's pitching tomorrow? I know they have uh, Matt's going Thursday. Cologne will be tomorrow. Matt's is coming off the DL. His pitching session went well yet on Sunday, so he will be activated Thursday. Yeah, so I know what? Three games that you, that are easily winnable. They played without Stanton, the Marlins, so who's also who's also a Mets killer. You know, these this is a series you need to get ahead. I don't care how you do it, you've gotta find a way. If it means Cespedes playing hurt every one of these games, so be it. Give Walker and um compare with their days off. They couldn't go. Get Cespedes in that lineup. Jay Bruce isn't doing anything. That's what worries me. You know, say uh, you want to test for the first opt out. Are they really going to have Jay Bruce as the anchor in their lineup? No, and especially, I mean, for somebody who got benched for Deaza yesterday, which deservingly so because Jay Bruce is he's hitting what one forty eight since he's been here, two home runs, six RBIs, and Deaza's been very good since the All Star break. Now you mentioned now if you win this game tonight. You gotta feel good about yourself because the two pitching matchups, which you clearly on paper are on the other side of it, you won because last night clearly they had the advantage with Fernandez going up against Montero, and then tonight you got Kohler versus Lugo, but then the next over the next two days you have Cologne versus Phelps, which as well as Cologne has pitched this season, I would take him in that game, and on paper it's a better matchup with Matt versus Jose Urena, who's been very you know erratic this season. So you have the pitching matchups now, especially if you win this game, you have the advantage the next two days. But like I said, man, you just it just feels like you can't lose a game. Because if you lose say if you lost tonight and the Cardinals win, now you're three and a half back. Say if you lose the next game and they the Cardinals win the next game, et cetera, et cetera. It's just you can't you just feel like you can't lose. Another factor to play into this is next series, I believe, they versus what is it, Washington? Yeah, right, right up. Tough, yeah. tough series I mean, coming up. Exactly. I mean, you have an easy schedule coming up after that. Uh, I know they play uh, the Twins a couple games. They play the Phillies a bunch more times. Uh, I believe the Braves. You know, those are. It's an easy schedule ahead of them, and the Mets can easily take a wild card spot. But like I said, the Nationals. You got a, a tough, tough series against the Nationals coming up. And you really need to take advantage of what's in front of them. It's easier said than done, but they got to find a way. All right, and, and definitely announcing, you see things coming to fruition with this rotation, with uh, DeGrom having his start skipped, Matt coming off the DL because you had Rod Gelsman starting. You had you know, Seth Lucas probably, I mean, he's probably going to stay into the rotation now, but, you, you know, Rafael Montero, Pitching pretty well for what you expected. I, I mean, this is a guy who has gone so far down on the Mets' really priority list of calling up pitchers. I mean, you see guys like Seth Lugo and Gelsman get called up before him. And, um, I mean, he pitched five shutout innings. He got around a game where he walked, I believe it was five or six, and he got a big double play at the end. So you got to be happy with what you got. And finally, this the rotation is finally coming together. I, but we'll see how far it can take them. Well, I give Terry Collins a lot of credit. Did he expect to go in the opening day? Did he expect to have Rep, uh, Gesselman, 
Montero, Lugo as your three starting pitchers in your rotation. Did you expect that Terry Holland expect that? Not at all. But look what he's doing. He's winning games. They've won seven of their last ten. And they're on a roll right now. And you know what? I, I also applaud Terry on this. He's giving his players some time to rest. You know, come September, it'll be even easier because you'll have the September call for Nimmo. Uh, you'll see guys like uh, Pulecki back up here. And I think that, that'll also help give Seth, you know what, if they take the league, get a big enough league, give Seth, Seth to this a rest. Uh, give guys like Walter a rest. TJ Rivera, who has actually been pretty good ever since he was in the big, on the big club. You know, I think the Mets have a real shot at the wild card. Well, I mean, they definitely have a shot. When you're two and a half games, you definitely have a shot. Uh, you actually, you mentioned Kevin Ploiecki, which I, you know how I feel about Travis Darno. You know how badly I wanted Luke right here. Ploiecki in 186 bats in Vegas is actually hitting 306, eight home runs, and 40 RBIs. Um, Darno probably aggravates me more than any Met on this team because all we've done is heard about his potential and we haven't seen it. And, you you know, putting that on top of how bad he is defensively and that he can't throw out runners. Ploiecki's actually throwing out 32% of runners as well. Um, to me, Darno should have been benched a long time ago. He should have been for Rene Rivera. If you're not, if you, either way, one of them's hitting eighth. Both of them are going to hit eighth. If you're hitting eighth and you're not going to be able to hit anyway, I'd rather have the guy who's much better defensively. Um, I mean, just the biggest hit that Darno has had was a ball hit to right field that got Draper's got thrown out anyway at home plate in Detroit. I mean, this guy is just. I'm done. I really am done with him. Yes, but Pawlucki hasn't been good in the majors either. So, yeah, that's like a hard argument to make because you're not making, you're not getting any offense from either of them. And you're right, catcher, defensive catcher, but like I said, Pawlucki hasn't been all that great. I just think he's been tired. He hasn't been that great. I just think he's made the majors. No, he hasn't. But uh, Steve, I'm sorry, are you are you willing to give Darno more time? Because it's been a while, and he's been, either been hurt or when he's not been hurt, he's been really bad. Is not what I'm not for saying, Travis Darno. I'm not saying keep going with Darno. You know, Rene Rivera has been great. He's been a, one of the better backups the Mets have had uh, in the past few seasons. But um, what was I going to say? You know, we've seen. Some bright spots from Darno last season. At the end of the season, he was red hot, and we saw a bunch of home runs from him after he got called up from AAA. Um, I know we we've seen that before, but we have yet to see it this season, and I'm a little nervous for the Mets' future at the catcher position. Oh, and that's another. See, that's why things would. I would have felt a lot more better about the position if the Mets did trade for Lucroy because he had a reasonable con- number contract for next season. You had him for at least one more year before you had to restructure or resign him. But now it's just even. I know we're jumping ahead of the curve now. But what are you going to do next season? You're going to really go in with Travis Darno as your starting opening day catcher next season? I don't think they can. I think they really do. I mean, there's a lot of questions for this team when season comes to end, whether that's in the regular season or the wild card or another 
failed World Series appearance, but I just I don't think that he's the answer. And like I said before, I'll reiterate this: he, if you're going to have the, a catcher, if you're going to have either him or Rivera hit eighth, I want the guy who is going to have a better chance of throwing out runners, who's going to be better defensively, and who's really going to go and calm the pitcher down when he's thrown all over the place. I mean, you've seen him become now Noah Syndergaard's personal catcher, and you've seen him at times catch for uh, catch for Matt when really Darno should have been scheduled, quote-unquote, to play that day. And uh, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's really tough to watch Darno behind her, but um, before we get off the Mets track, uh, I want to apologize for one thing that I've said in uh, prior shows. Alejandro de Aza, you know, some people are first-half players, some people are second-half players. I am so glad the Mets are not GFA Alejandro de Aza. I can't believe I just said that, but the Aza, the Alejandro de Aza has been absolutely wonderful uh, this August, you know. He had that also uh, great late spur of offense in the beginning of July, but the Aza's hitting his man on running, running scoring position, you know. Uh, the Aza's been great. And they're playing him in front of Jay Bruce, who they traded one of their best prospects, Nelson Herrera, for. So, just look at that. Did you expect that to happen? I didn't. No. No, I mean, you listen, you're preaching to the choir. I, I told you when I came back from Atlanta, I watched this man pop up a double play ball and did not hustle to first base when he popped it up. He got aggravated and threw his bat on the ground. I wanted him cut that day. Now, thank God they haven't because he's been a blessing. He had five RBIs against St. Louis last week. He's really their only, really the only real center fielder on this roster, as old as he is. But he's really the only true center fielder. I mean, you're sticking Granderson there. You stuck Cespedes there, who clearly doesn't want to play there anymore, which as long as he keeps hitting, he can pretty much do whatever he wants. Um, I just I, I have to apologize to him as well because he has been fantastic in the second half. And really, it, I can't believe I'm saying this, um, where would they be without him, as bad as Jay Bruce has been? And you brought up a, a good point. Who's the son of brother? Um, what is his what is his in this season? Uh, you see how bad he is this season, and I'm shocked, frankly shocked, because he had such a great season. Do you expect that bounce back season next year? Where are you going to play some? Because you're going to have Juan Ligueras in center field. You have Terry Collins and Sandy Olders going to have a tough decision to make come uh, spring training next year or even the offseason. No, and it goes back to saying this team has a lot of questions going at when season spells the end. But, uh, I mean, we'll worry about that when the time comes. Um, to the other team in New York, uh, you said it with the Mets. I'll say it with the Yankees again. Say it with the Yankees, too. It applies to them. You just feel like you can't lose right now because you are just behind way too many teams in the wild card race. And last night was not the Yankees. You lose against a team that is directly right in front of you. And that can't happen. And when you have, albeit when you have Pineda going up against Dylan G, you have to win that game. I would rather see Luis Severino than see Michael Pineda pitch on this team ever again. I'd rather see the upside in Severino 
Then this horrible performance and horrible start by Michael Pineda. He's not the player that the Yankees thought he'd be. And getting back to what you just said, it's a totally different story with the Yankees and the Mets. Listen, listen, hear me out. So the Mets were supposedly World Series or bust come spring training. This season, the Yankees make uh, a huge, huge uh, trade deadline deal. And you know what? Let's look for 2017 in the future. But now the Yankees are, what, three and a half, four games out? It'll be a godsend if they make playoffs. No one ever expected this. And, yeah, I know the baby bombers, whatever, pushing for a playoff spot, don't cut them out. But if they really don't make the playoffs, are they? Are you going to be disappointed? No. And, you know, you make a good point where it says, you know, we traded away our two best relievers, probably two top three, top four relievers in baseball. We traded away our best player, by even though he was 39 years old, which is, you know, says a lot about the team that they are. If we don't make the playoffs, it's, you know, it's fine. Didn't expect to win. If we do, that's great. Joe Girardi should be manager of the year. This stretch of games, and we said this, I believe it was three or four weeks ago, that how important that stretch of game was when they went on the West Coast. This is the season. You have two more left in Kansas City. You got three in Baltimore. You come home for three, three, yeah, come home for three with Toronto and three with Tampa Bay. I mean, two, two of these, three of these teams that you're playing are right in front of you. And this could be crucial. This could spell end for the season if the Yankees don't go at least, I don't know, if they win at least eight games out of the next week and a half span that I just, I just, uh, I just named. And then yeah, you I got mean, into Gary Sanchez. Which, go yeah, ahead. Go- Gary Sanchez, credit to him. I thought, you know, when they first got called up, I thought, oh, what's his name? Uh, Judge was going to be what Gary Sanchez is doing. And you know what? Judge can be that. He's obviously haven't had a, as good as a go as Gary Sanchez has. But the past two weeks, Gary Sanchez has won two, uh, Rookie of the Week. And no one ever, no one else has ever done that. And Credit to him. Sanchez has been incredible for the Yankees. And the Yankees have themselves a really good catcher for the, for the future years. He's been unbelievable. Well, you, 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 hear, you hear it being compared to all-time great catchers, which is clearly you know, getting ahead of themselves. But, I mean, he's hitting, what, 409 with 11 home runs, 20-something RBIs. I, the guy has been fantastic, and he's been a godsend. But is it, will it be enough? And it's a lot asking a 22, 23-year-old rookie who just got called up three weeks ago to carry this, to ask him to carry this team. That's why I really don't think the Yankees will end up in the postseason, especially that, and especially that they have four or five other teams in front of them. I mean, you have Kansas City. The two, two, two teams at the top of the wild card are Baltimore and Boston. So that's two. Then you have Detroit, that's three. Kansas City, that's four. Houston, that's five. Seattle, that's six. You can't jump six teams. You can't realistically think that this team that traded away their two best relievers in that bullpen, which was the strength of their team, and then traded away their best hitter, and call up kids, and rely on these kids to really will them to the postseason, and will them over six teams. I just, I can't see it. 
you know what? I can't see it either. But if it does happen, like you said, Joe Girardi, manager of the year. And I, it's hard for me to say it as the big Mets fan I, as I am. But the Yankees are really, really fun to watch right now. And if they could go on another run like they, ha- they were, you know, watch out. The six teams is a lot, a lot to jump on. But, you know what, we still have a month and a half left of baseball. A month, actually. Now we're closing in on August. But, you know, it's really something to keep an eye on. I, I mean, it could have. I mean, listen, we have sport. I tweeted about the other day when I tweeted out Michael Lorenzen hitting a homer, a reliever from the Reds, hitting a home run. For anyone who doesn't know the story, Michael Lorenzen was a reliever. Is, is, he's still a reliever from the Reds. He lost his father. He came out and pitched. Bryce, uh, Brian Price, the manager for the Reds, let him hit. He hit a home run. It was probably one of the most special moments I've seen. Sports is the most beautiful reality show. I don't care about the Kardashians. I don't care about the Bachelorette. And I certainly don't care about Jersey Shore. Those are not reality shows. That's not real. These are real. Steven, you and I have seen so many different examples of it over since, you know what, the last decade? I, yeah. I mean, for one example, 2011, we saw a Los Angeles Kings team get an eight seed and completely demolish their competition on their way to winning a Stanley Cup. You don't see that. We saw a Giants no. team where there was an entire week of when and if, no, not if, when Tom Coughlin was going to get fired, when Perry Fuel was going to get fired. Next thing you know, Victor Cruz takes a one-yard pass, goes to the end zone, they don't look back, they win a Super Bowl. It's like these these things are just so you never know what can happen. So is it outrageous to say that the Yankees could jump over five six teams to get a wild card? Yeah, it is. But can it happen? Absolutely. You know what? It would be a miracle, and it would be great for New York to have uh, both. It's really fun right now for New York and in, in general having both teams in contention for a playoff spot. I mean. Last season, we had the Mets Yankees both in the playoffs. I know the Yankees had the AL uh, wild card game, ended up losing. But you know what? It's good baseball. Uh, now moving on, uh, we had some recent news uh, in the football area. You want to talk about that, Al? Uh, yeah. Well, for one, uh, we want to get into the Colin Kaepernick thing. Ah, uh, Jesus! I hate when when political things and sports get mixed together. They just don't belong with each other. I mean, sports is supposed to come and distract us from whatever is going on in the world. And I mean, Colin Kaepernick, it, it's, it's his own belief. And if he thinks sitting down during a national anthem will make a statement, by all means do it. But if you want to make a difference, don't, don't talk about it. Do something. Don't sit during a national anthem. I mean, the, the the amount of criticism that he's getting, and you heard Drew Brees come out and talk, Sean Payton, Jeff Fisher, uh, Barack Obama, the president of our United States, coming out and saying something. I just, if you're gonna make try to make a statement, do something. Don't say something, please, because I mean, you see how people are ridiculing him the way that they are. It's it's not a good look. And now the the 49ers are talking about cutting him. I, I mean, we're we're talking about maybe Colin Kaepernick, I mean, his career. I mean, is outlandish to say that his career might be over if he gets cut? Is anyone going to want to sign him? 
don't think um, it is. I don't, I, no, I, I don't know. Does football, do we even know if he's going to have a good football, uh, football season? Like, good, you know, good season statistics-wise? Who knows? What, what can we expect from him? But as a human being, I have respect for the American flag. I mean, I have some respect for the people fighting for your freedom and the fight, you know, that are fighting for you to have the freedom to play in the NFL. You know, you're making $19 million or whatever to throw a football, and you have people fighting in Afghanistan, you know, trying to protect you. The least you can do is stand up for an American player. I, I know what you believe in, and Colin Kaepernick said it himself that's not why he didn't stand up or whatever for the whole war, uh, you know, army and everything. He did it because apparently the U.S. oppresses colored people. And you know what? It's a free country. He, he can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to stand up. But do it for your team. Do it for the NFL. Don't make a fool out of yourself. And like you said, Errol, there's different ways he can express it. I mean, this is probably the biggest atmosphere that he's ever going to, you know, appear on. This is the probably best way to protest because where else is he going to, you know, protest? He's in the NFL. And I understand it's a clever way, but it's not the right way. No, definitely not. And I uh, just wanted to chime in on that for a little bit. Uh, not something I'm, I'm really crazy about talking about. Now let's get back to on the field. And let's get back to what was the big story of this weekend, which was Tony Romo and the back injury, him being out six to ten weeks. And listen, you and I have met fans. You know, these back injuries are tricky. I mean, we've seen Lucas, Lucas due to, was it a herniated disc? He was supposed to be back after two months. He's not coming back this season. So let's just assume that Tony Romo does not come back this season. The Cowboys aren't going anywhere. I, I don't care about Dak Prescott. I don't care what we've seen from Dak Prescott. The Cowboys are going absolutely nowhere. Well, as Giants fans, that's what, you know, we hope. But who knows? Uh, Prescott, I don't, even, I don't think he has any NFL experience as a rookie. Um, I, you know, I don't know what to expect. Uh, Des Bryant doesn't really have much that's flowing to him. And, uh, but, you know, in my opinion, I don't think, the, I think the Cowboys, we said it last, last week. If the Cowboys remain healthy, they'll be competitive. But did we expect a healthy Romo? Can we really expect that from him at this point in his career? I don't think so. Uh, their offensive line is obviously probably one of the best in football, but no. And you know what? It wasn't. And we said it last week. And sorry, some technical difficulties right now. Uh, we said it last. This is pretty funny, not going to lie. Not coming from my end, that's for sure. I don't know why you wait for lunch, Errol. <laughs> um, uh, we... <laughs> um, outside the studio, I got some construction going on. I guess they didn't weren't being mindful of what was going on. Um, so, um... 
what we said last week when we did our predictions. It wasn't a matter of if Tony Romo was going to get hurt. Emily, you there? Errol, you there? Can you hear me now? Yeah, we hear you. We hear you. All right. And it wasn't, I said it last week. It wasn't a matter of if he was going to get hurt. It was a matter of when he was going to get hurt. And you saw the hit that was put on him yesterday, and you, uh, yesterday, last weekend rather, and you knew he was going to be out for a period of time. This team is nothing without Tony Romo. You can take Des Bryant. I would trade Des. Everyone talks about Des Bryant. I would trade Des Bryant for, and they already have a left tackle, for a left tackle tomorrow. The Cowboys don't lose. It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a huge difference. Tony Romo's out. This team wins five or six games. It's that. So, this, I mean, the, the division looks even more the Giants than it did last week. And I, think the Redskins, I still think the Washington Redskins are right next to them in terms of division winning. I mean, the Redskins have Kirk Cousins. They, have, they, they brought in uh, Josh Norman. Their defense is great. And, you know, they even have Deshaun Jackson at receiver. They have, uh, what's his name? What's his name? You know who I'm talking about. The second receiver. Pierre Garçon. Um, You know, I think the Redskins are going to battle the Giants for the division. We, we both know the Eagles aren't going to. Sorry, Giants. Uh, we both know that the Eagles aren't going to go anywhere with Sam Bradford as a quarterback, and we don't know where Carson Wentz is going to be uh, come regular season. I don't think he's going to be ready. I don't even know if he gets a couple uh, gets any starts this season. We'll see. But right now, it looks we can't say that because the Giants have had inconsistencies in the past, you know, with clock management and losing in the final two minutes of the game, the most important two minutes of the whole game. But, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see. Okay, I'm not banking on the Giants winning the division, but they definitely have a shot at it. No, I agree with you on that. I, I mean, you picked the Redskins to win the division with the Giants with a wild card. I picked the Giants to win the division with the Redskins out, on the outside looking in. I, I really don't – maybe it's just because I just have a biased opinion of Josh Norman – and I really can't stand him. I can't stand his attitude. I can't stand his persona. I really don't think he's that fantastic of a football player. I think he was really, you know, he was covered up. A lot of his, a lot of his deficiencies were covered up by the Panthers, how good the rest of that defense was. Uh, I think he's going to get destroyed this year. I really do believe that. And when I say destroyed, I mean I think he's going to get burned by Odell. I think he's going to get burned by Des Bryant. I think he's going to get burned by Antonio Brown when he plays – when he plays the Steelers. So I just I don't see a lot in the Redskins, man. I just I can't guarantee that Kirk Cousins is gonna have the same type of season that he did last season. I just don't I can't see it. Can you expect the Giants? Can you expect the, the Giants to the offensive line? You know, everyone has faults. Every every team has faults. And the Giants definitely have their faults. You know, can that offensive line hold up and give Eli some time? Can the defense be as good as the uh told out to be, you know. Who's who else do they have besides Odell Beckham and uh Sterling Shepard? What what if Odell Beckham gets hurt? 
is going to step up and you expect that from a rookie? You know, you can't count on Victor Cruz. I mean, you'll have Harris as your fourth receiver, the third receiver, whatever you want to call him. You know, the Giants have their fault too. And I mean, yeah. I mean, Adrian can always come to a factor, though. I mean, Aaron Rodgers could get could get knocked out, could get um. Aaron Rodgers can get hurt tomorrow, and then the Packers are go from first to worst in that division. I mean, that's just the reality of football. It's just the reality of sports. But, I mean, this league is so quarterback-driven that, I mean, you, when I asked you on record two weeks ago, would you rather have Eli or Odell, you said Eli, you said you would rather have Odell, so I guess we have very different opinions on that. Uh, I, I just, I, I can't see just, I mean, one thing I can't see is Eli Manning getting hurt. I, I mean, you never even with this offensive line, and they don't seem too concerned about it. I guess it's because the way the Giants' offense is constructed and, the you know, as quickly as they get rid of the ball, I guess maybe it won't be too much of a concern for them. But, but you can't really rely on the Yeah, say Ryan Nassib. Do you think Ryan Nassib can hold the fort? Say, say Eli does get hurt? No, but... I'm not saying you can think about the season come with injury before injury, but you just gotta you say what if. I mean, backup plans. That's what I preach. I mean, you're also the one that said you would rather have if you had to keep one, you would rather keep Odell over Elon. Um, because I think Odell's the few, I mean, who's Odell's the top two receiver? Oh, you who's the one? Who's the one? Eli or what? Who's more important to this team, Eli or Odell? Obviously, Eli, because he's their quarterback. The quarterback's the most important player on the team. And I don't listen. I don't disagree with you, but the way you took your stance, you led me to believe that you you think that without Eli Manning, Odell Beckham would still help this team win games. Over the last well, two let, seasons, let me say, let me argue this because let's say Ryan Nassib was. The quarterback I'm throwing to Odell Beckham. I think it's a different story, Ryan Nash I'm throwing to Odell Beckham, than, say, uh, let's say, like, Victor Cruz or Sterling Shepard or, or Harris, even. Or even, let's say, from last season, Ruben Randall. I think it's a different story with Ryan Nash throwing to Beckham than it is uh, Ruben Randall. You know what I'm saying? I'm not overreacting when I'm saying I say this. It's God forbid, knock on wood. If Eli Manning got hurt, Achilles, you know, whatever, he got knocked out for the season. This team might not win a game. And Giant fans don't appreciate Eli Manning. I mean, you hear callers on different shows all the time, and callers on this show even as well, saying that, well, you know, I mean, Eli, you can't win a Super Bowl with him. Well, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Ryan Nassib. I'm so sorry. And why can't you win a Super Bowl with Eli? He's already won two. And he's been the MVP for both of those games. I agree. I agree 100%. But I'm just saying, you know, who, who's the next top guy next to Eli? Odell Beckham. Where would you be without Odell Beckham? The next, I mean, it's probably Eric Flowers. To be honest, well, yeah. it's, probably, 
it probably you always take the left tackle as long as he's you know playing respectably. As long as he's playing well, you always take the left tackle as good as Odell is. It's just a more important position. I agree. Uh, I I just you know I, we both have different takes on it, but I'm curious. I'm curious to see what happens after the Eli Manning tenure with the Giants. You know, he's getting up there in age. He probably has a uh, a good a good three years left, three four years left. Wouldn't you say? No, oh, of course. I mean, he hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. I mean, he's had two of his best seasons under Ben McAdoo. So as long as he's standing upright, he's healthy, and he's not injured in any way, and there's no reason to believe that he's not going to play well. It's just the concern. I mean, listen, coming into this preseason, the concern was the offensive line, and our concern has grown more seeing how bad this offensive line has been. And, you know, you fear a little bit that maybe this is the year that Eli gets hurt, as bad as this offensive line is. And, uh, you know, I I really hope not because, like we just said, where is this team without Eli Manning? You know, obviously there's... So you can't go with Ryan Nassib as the person who's going to hold the fort. I'm just saying. You'd have to go out there and look what quarterbacks are available. Like someone who actually has experience. You know who I'm thinking of? I'm not saying, I know what, I'm not even going to say it because uh, I don't want to be ripped apart. But I'm, I'm just saying bear, bear injury. Like, I'm not even saying it because I, I get ripped apart. Go ahead, say it. I'm going to rip you. I'm going to rip you apart. Go ahead. No, forget it. Do you know what I'm about to say? I know. I, can, I have a couple guesses. Some teams are looking to get rid of some of their quarterbacks that they have extras of and obviously aren't good but have experience. Would you rather take upside or experience? That's my question. Or you take the experience because upside, you know, upside is, I mean, it's air. It's just there until further notice. I don't know. So really, what's the point of this? Let's take the turn. Uh, we're going to turn tables now and go to the other New York team, the Jets. That brings up a point. Would say, uh, let's talk Jets now. Backup quarterback. Who's your backup quarterback? Who do you trade? Do you trade Bryce Petty? Do you trade Geno Smith? Well, that's the dilemma. Well, that's, that's the dilemma that they're in now. Because, God forbid, if if Fitzpatrick got hurt, which is very possible, and we saw him, did he did have to miss a little bit of time last season. By all means, it was just in one game, and it wasn't in the, the entirety of the game. But I you probably you if you were to trade one, you would see what more what gets you more value. Which I don't think either of them would get you a ton of a ton back. But you probably <laughs> trade Petty. I it just. I mean, when they listen, listen. When they drafted Hackenberg, that was kind of them telling you we don't believe in Bryce Petty. So then, what's the point of having him here if you don't believe in him? And Chris uh, Hackenberg was great in his series and in his drive, drives with uh, the team last week. Well, he was by all means, you know, he was against third stringers, but you did like what you saw. But he's not. He shouldn't be the backup this year either. Which way? It should be Petty or Gino. When now, whether which way, 
Now, which one do they pick? That's yet to be seen. But we're not. We can't expect sixteen games out of Fitzpatrick. I mean, I'm gonna get it up right now. Can you not? Uh, and he didn't miss a full game last season, with the, even with the thumb injury. Yes, but another year adds on to his age, and you know, I know what we just said. We can't base the season off injury, but what if? Like, do you think Geno Smith can hold the fort if if Fitzpatrick were to get hurt and it could be season ending? Do you think Geno Smith can bring you to a possible wild card spot? No, absolutely. You listen. You know my take on Geno Smith. If he's the if he was the quarterback this season, they win four games. Uh, I mean, last season. Well, I'm looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. His stats or the games that he's played since he came into this league and he started starting consistently. Played 13, 10, 13, 16, 16, 11, and 12. And that one where he played 11, he didn't. He wasn't the starter going into the season. He was the backup. So, and aside from the gruesome leg injury that he experienced two years ago with Houston, he's been generally healthy, aside from a couple, you know, a couple of those years. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I know this whole, and everyone's always in love with the backup. I mean, after preseason week one, you saw how in love everybody was with Dak Prescott. For what reason, I still don't know. I mean, he's the young kid. You know, he was, went to Mississippi State. He's the, the first quarterback since, mm, I don't I don't remember it completely, but I bet he beat two top ten teams, which he was the first one to do that in a long time. Back in college. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens to see it. Like I said, sports is the ultimate reality show. But we'll see what Prescott brings to the table for the first six to ten or more weeks. We'll see if Fitzpatrick can stay healthy. And we'll see if his offensive line can keep Eli Manning upright. It's a lot of questions, then, And you and I both know. And, I mean, and you see physical freaking natures like Cam Newton, where even if he gets hit, he's pretty much he's bigger than the guy who's hitting him. So you have guys like that. Well, you got also, I mean, let's move on from quarterbacks. I mean, I mean, where are they with without Brandon Marshall? Brandon Marshall is also going to be a very important factor on the season. Marshall was incredible last season. Uh, obviously, their MVP of last season. And, you know, let's ho- hope that he can have a very similar year. No, I, of course. And, I mean... You saw the stat, and we talked about it on here, too. Brandon Marshall saved a lot of interceptions that should have been for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Although, I think that's with, I think that's with a lot of wide receivers, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I mean, you see these guys go up for balls all the time. And how many times has Des Bryant gone up for a ball and caught it in between two defenders? I, I, we see it all the time. So, I don't know what the obsession was with saying, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick should have had this many interceptions. But he didn't. And his receivers saved him. You know why? Because they had good chemistry. Because they actually yeah, liked very, And it's important that they brought Fitzpatrick back. Because who knows 
what Marshall would have done with, say, Geno Smith. I mean, were you really going to – did they have the same chemistry as Fitzpatrick and Marshall? Hell no. I mean, it's a totally different story of Geno Smith as your quarterback. And like you said, they have such good chemistry, Marshall and Fitzpatrick. It's, you know, just another factor, another, you know, positive for the Jets team. Oh, I listen. You got that right. And to go from football related, do you know what today is? What's today? Or what's going on right this second? What's going on right this second is Tim Tebow's tryout at USC, which 27 out of the 30 MLB teams are actually there right now, or someone representing them is actually there right now. And I hope the Mets are there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, can you play first base? No, I mean, James, yeah. listen, it's another guy, James Loney has definitely cooled off. Yeah, Loney did cool Steve. off. Uh, I mean, you can't expect a full season of what he was doing. That's why he'd be a good backup option at first base. Can't have him start at first base next year. That's for sure. Uh, so that's another hole that needs to fix. Uh, I mean, are you going to do the back? Are you going to not tender him? It's another question Sandy Alderson needs to uh, figure out come off season. I don't know. Maybe even, you know, some stats, actually. What? Some stats. Sorry to interrupt. There's some stats. Tebow's 60-yard dash time with 6.6 seconds. That's actually the same time that Jeter back in his day and Harper actually had as well. So that the athleticism is, is not questioned with Tim Tebow. Maybe, maybe they'll send um, Anderson will bring him and play first base. Yeah, please don't. Please don't say that. Please don't say that. 40 scouts today. today. That's, I mean, listen, some well, people say it's a publicity stunt, but let's see what happens. Who knows? We've seen crazier things happen. Crazier things happen. I, I, I know that uh, Venezuelan team already gave him an offer to play baseball. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think you know that could be a, a, a funny surprise if Tim Tebow is the next star. You never know. Not saying it's going to happen or even close or likely to happen. But how funny would that be? To, uh, former NFL. Great. Not even great. Quarterback, whatever. Stud. Uh, Did you just call him a former NFL great? Did you just... You know what I mean. What did you just... I don't know what you mean. Listen, I don't know what to expect from you. You picked the Texans to go to the Super Bowl, and I'll never let you live it down when they miss the playoffs. What? I didn't... Great? I did not say Tim Tebow was great. That was a mistake. People make mistakes, so Errol. Having you with me. Yeah, so is having you as my co-host. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I actually did a fantasy football draft last night. All right. Oh, okay. my team? I, I do. Uh, it was good. Actually, it was a PPR league. Uh, my first two picks were Green and, and Watkins. It's a little. I'm looking at actually the Yahoo grade right now. 
What was that? Walkins as your second round pick? Second round Jeremy pick, Walkins. yeah, he's my second rounder. Okay. Yeah, I was stuck between him and Alshon Jeffrey. Um, I would have won. It's a PPR, so I took Cam. I got my lineup goes like this: Newton, Green, Watkins, Hearns, Hill, Gordon, and Olson. And I have Seattle defense. So I was very happy with the team, even though my draft picture? period is a C plus. I actually, <laughs> uh, I took the guy from from Tampa Bay, Roberto Aguilia. The kicker that the to, that the Buccaneers traded up in the second round to get, oh, like they were in front of them, was going to take him. Is this the fifty-seven yarder? I I remember. I think I saw over the weekend. He kicked a really long one, like a fifty-seven. Yeah, I don't take much stock into these kickers when it comes to fantasy. If it was me, I would take it out and just put in a flex. But that's obviously. I was talking to one of my buddies at work the other day. Did you know that there's a new thing with Yahoo, or they started it last year, where you could have defensive players as in your fantasy league? Yeah, actually, it's been going on for a while. I did that one, maybe seven, eight years ago. I did it a while ago. Really? I thought that was a new thing. I mean, I don't understand how that works. I know I'm sure you have to pick like a defensive back, a linebacker, a corner, uh I mean, I, I don't see how defensive players can get you big points in fantasy, but to reach their own, I mean, I wouldn't pick them first, that's for sure. I'd definitely go late-rounders on that. Yeah, I – listen, I mean, fantasy is always fun. And actually, um, Stephen, I have some breaking news in regards to Giants. Oh, um, God. Notice. Will Beatty's being re-signed. They're re-signing Will Beatty. They got to an extension. Very nice. No, not to no, he? not to an extension. They re-signed. Oh, no. Re-signing. Yeah, there was a free agent. He right. was cut by them last season, and they're re-signing him, which is a little. And we, it was a little shocking. It's a little shocking to me, actually. I mean, they, they, they it just shows how desperate they are. For offensive line help. Well, I, don't, I still one- don't know why they didn't address this in the offseason. They signed for a one year, I guess, or two year? Uh, there's no details of the contract. Uh, Ralph Acciano just tweeted it. Um, I'm still looking to see any details. I, I, I'm assuming it's a one year deal with a veteran's minimum. I, I, I find it hard to believe that it at all is going to be a multi-year deal. I just don't see that. Hey, you never know. He can be, he can be uh, another plus for this Giants offensive line. Uh, doesn't hurt. Definitely doesn't hurt. No, I mean, definitely not. Um, I mean, he's going to be a big one for recruiting. I mean, he's always you always heard that he was you know, good in the locker room. So we'll, you can, we'll see what we get from him. We'll see if he starts. I mean, it won't hurt. I mean, you have Marshall Newhouse and John Jerry on the right side. It couldn't hurt when you have that tandem over there. So we'll see what happens with that. Actually, Adam Schefter tweeted first. I didn't realize that. So, I mean, listen, you'll see. If he if he can stay healthy and he can 
play right tackle the right tackle position well. I will, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I, football's right around the corner. Go ahead. Football's right, football season's right around the corner. You know we have our other sport coming right back up. I know once we started her style, we're uh, coming right back up. We got the uh, world. What's it called? The world, uh, world juniors or whatever? No, not world juniors. Uh, world cup of hockey coming up in September too. So that'll be fun to discuss. Yeah, of course. I mean, you got some interesting teams. You got Russia, Canada, USA, and now North America. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, is it everyone under 25 years old? Is that how they did that? 25 or 24 and under, and that's going to be a fast team. They're, I think they're going to be the, I mean, the favorite. You think so? Over the veterans, though? Uh, under 24, uh, well, 25 and under, you have Taylor Hall. Uh, no, you got uh, yeah, Taylor Hall. You'll have Connor McDavid. You'll have – who else do you have in that? Tyler, Sa- Tyler Sagan? I don't know how he is. But – I think that's going to be a very stacked team. I mean, you'll obviously have the great John Tavares and the in Canada or whatever, but back to that food, I guess, Errol. Yeah, I something's going on in the studio. I don't know what's going on. Honestly, it's been a rough day. I just wanted to come on with you, do the show. No problems, but you know what? God won't let that happen. Why Why would I think that? I mean, I'm actually looking at this team right now, and wow. Uh, Sean Couturier, Jonathan Drone, Jack Eichel, Johnny Giroux, Dylan Larkin, who I know you love, Nathan McKinnon, who I love, Austin Matthews, McDavid. Jeez, I, I, I mean, for Christ's sake. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, you take, I don't know, you take, listen, and you look at the USA team, it's just not as good. I mean, just dismissing the age, it's not as good at all. Albuquerque, uh, Abdelkader, Bacchus, Dubinsky, I mean, Patrick Kane, Ryan Kessler, TJ Oshie. This team on paper is just better. Who, USA? No, the, um. North America. No, the North America. And I'm looking at it now, probably, you know, before the Stanley Cup playoffs started, you would probably think that John Gibson would start a goalie, but I didn't realize Matt Murray's on this team. I mean, you yeah, can look at him as a round starter. That brings up a factor. What's Pittsburgh going to do? Is Mark andre Fleury their backup, or are they going to trade him off? But that's the season. I mean, we, we still have another month. Uh, so, I don't know. September. Uh, well, we got another month. Seen, I, we can still never know what's going to go on. A month ago, when someone comes on and tells me there's no calling market, I I don't know. Listen, you never know what's not. But the, I didn't think Rizar was going to get traded. I mean, you never know what these, what's going to happen. And I, I'm not, oh, I'm not to mention yesterday was a uh, one year. I go since the great Al Arbor passed away, and it was really nice. The Islanders uh, had a memorial service for him at, uh, now it was Northwell Health Ice Center, I believe. I believe that they're calling it uh, Al Arbor Rink now. So, um, in memory of 
Al Arbor, uh, 740 wins, uh, total of 1,500 games, uh, coach, one of the, if not the greatest coach of all time, coached all four Stanley Cup Islander teams, uh, but so rest in peace to him, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of the Islanders, greats, and John Tavares, and uh, Bobby Nystrom, Dennis Potvin, uh, they're all had good words of the great Al Arbor. So yesterday was, they had a nice service for him. Well, and, you know, deservingly so. Um, uh, about a, got about a couple minutes left, and I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to say something before the end of the show. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, me and Steven, through this network, actually, we'll be doing play-by-play for, we'll be working now for Juco Sports Network. Which, for anyone who doesn't know that, it's, you know, a radio network, we'll be getting an FM dial soon. We'll be doing play-by-play for a couple junior colleges. Um, unfortunately, the dates and the times that me and Steven were available did not match up. So my debut will be on Saturday. My partner's debut will be tonight. And I just wanted to say good luck to you. I've come a long way together in only such a short time, really, in, what, a month, two months, two months and a, two and a half months. So, you know, I wish we could have done it together. But you'll be fine. I know you'll be fine. And I look forward to listening to you, too. Don't worry. Mate. Don't worry. I'll be listening. I'll be listening. I've got my notepad. I'll be critiquing you like the brother that I am to you. I just want to say well, good I luck, do, my friend. I really appreciate that. And I'm very excited. Uh, we got a soccer game at uh, Mitchell Field today. Uh, around 4.30, 4.45, I believe it starts. Even 5, maybe. Not exactly positive. i got to find that out, talk to my boss. Uh, but this is the White Moon on Oz. I'm Steven. I'm Errol. And we'll get back to you next week. And before we get to mention, uh, we might be on a different time next week. We aren't uh, positive yet, but we'll keep you guys posted on our Facebook page or Twitter. Anything you guys want. But uh, we'll see you guys next week.